The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Okay, for anyone who wants better sex, listen up. I feel like everyone wants better sex. So you guys got to try Woo. If you haven't tried Woo for Play, you are missing out. Woo for Play is an all-natural organic lube, okay? You want this. It doesn't mess up your pH. This is a huge deal if you're a woman. I used to get UTIs all the time, probably like once a month, and now I don't ever get them. Guys, that's like nuts. This lube also has no harmful chemicals, so you're not putting all this nasty stuff in your body or in your mouth, whatever you're going to do with it. Anyways, you got to try Woo for Play. Go to wooforplay.com and enter promo code him and her at checkout for 20% off your entire order. Again, that's wooforplay.com, W-O-O-F-O-R-P-L-A-Y.com and enter promo code him and her for 20% off. Buy it for your friends, your boyfriend, your girlfriend, whatever, and thank us later. This episode is brought to you by Ritual. Okay, guys, I still am trying Ritual. I'm loving it. I used it throughout my whole boob job recovery. I'm still here. I'm still obsessed. It's right next to my toothbrush. Every morning, I just pop two in my mouth. It's vegan, sugar-free, non-GMO, gluten-free, and allergen-free. It's made in the USA without synthetic fillers or colorants, which we love. 95% of women do not get the vitamins and minerals they need on a daily basis, which is nuts. So Ritual created a smarter vitamin with nine essential ingredients women lack most. Go to ritual.com skinny to get yours today. Choose clean ingredients backed by science and sign up now at ritual.com skinny. She's a lifestyle blogger extraordinaire. Fantastic. And he's a serial entrepreneur. A very smart cookie. And now Lauren Everts and Michael Bostick are bringing you along for the ride. Get ready for some major realness. Welcome to the Skinny Confidential, him and her. Aha. You know, I want it to be what the show is. It's Juicy Scoop. So it's whatever I, whatever I'm into, you know, which is which is can be the fun stuff, but then also the deeper stuff, which I love getting into. And I, I love being in the position of like being of a certain age and a point in my career where I like, I don't give a fuck. Like, I, I'm not scared that I just told you that story. Good, pick it up, whatever. Like, but for years I was terrified. Happy Tuesday, happy Tuesday. That clip was from our guest of the show today, a fellow podcaster and comedian, Heather McDonald. On this episode, we dive into dating advice, online dating, family dynamics, professional comedy, reality TV, and a tangent about Kris Jenner and Chelsea Handler. For those of you who are new, I'm Lauren Everts Bostick. I'm giving you Bostick today, babe. And I am the creator of The Skinny Confidential, which is a cheeky resource for beauty, wellness, and business. And I am Michael Bostick. I am a serial entrepreneur and brand builder, most recently the CEO of Dear Media, which is a new kind of podcast network marrying the digital world to the audio space. Welcome back, everybody. And here we go with another live episode. Your hair is interesting tonight. What's wrong with it? It's just like really peacocked up. Well, I got a haircut. You also went to the gym at nine o'clock at night. So maybe that's what's going on. I had to get, well, I'm, you know, I'm training again. So I had to get, a, I have to get after it. Tell us about what that entails. Just means I'm working out, Lauren. Okay. Why is there a pink why yoga? Bust, why are you busting my balls about it? I just want to know. Why is there a pink yoga mat? I'm on doing sit-ups so that I don't get a fat gut and have it hanging out of my pants when I'm hitting that woo with you. <laughs> you are looking good. Well, you're the only, you're the only girl I know that would complain that her husband's working out. I'm not complaining. I just want to. Listen, 
No one's you want me to just let it all hang loose? <laughs> you can have that option, right? I've been with you a long time. That has happened before. So I feel like you go through phases. Yesterday, you were swimming in the pool. You're being active lately. You know what? Screw it. I'm going to let it all hang loose. I'm let it go. You, you called it. You want to make... It's, you called down the thunder. No, you got it. <laughs> he is looking pretty good, you guys. His muscles are nice and defined. He's flexing right now. Yeah. All right. We see it. So today we're interviewing Heather McDonald. She is one of my favorites. She's fab, you guys. She's hysterical. I'm actually in her Juicy Scoop Obsessed group. And sometimes, this is a confession, late at night when I can't sleep, I go into the group and I just read all the different threads. And there's all these threads about reality television, Real Housewives, Vanderpump Rules. It's kind of amazing. The group is pretty hysterical. Yeah, and this interview has been a long time coming. We've kind of gone back and forth with Heather uh, for a while. And so we've been, all of us have been trying to make this happen for a while. Lauren went on her show and now she came on our show. Heather and I chit chatted one time about social media. So it was fun. I was on her show a couple weeks ago. You guys have to listen. We discussed everything juicy, a lot of reality television. Okay. Before we get into Heather, I want to tell you guys a little random tidbit. Okay. Let's talk about what I use for the dishwasher. Like I said, this is random, but it's actually something I get asked a lot on DMs. So when I get asked something a lot, I try to put it in an Excel sheet and remember to talk about it on the podcast or blog about it. So I've been using seventh generation dish packs for as long as I can remember. And of course, if you know me, you know, I do not buy them at the grocery store. Oh, no, no, no. I like to streamline things. You know this, which is why I get them from my favorite place to scoop up cleaning supplies, Grove Collaborative. All you have to do is go to grove.co and simply search seventh generation. Super easy. I like to pick up their bleach, dish packs, and laundry detergent. It's all in one swipe. Everything arrives straight to my door, which everyone loves. I mean, who wants to lug dishwasher products up their stairs? It's such a buzzkill. I prefer to take the market out of the situation and order online. And while you're at it, if you're looking to pick up some more products from Grove, I highly recommend adding some Mrs. Myers to your cart, okay? I started using Mrs. Myers products when I was living alone, and then when I moved in with Michael, I strategically moved all his chemically products out of the way and moved in Mrs. Myers, okay? I especially love their hand soap. You should know that they have pumpkin spice right now. That's right, pumpkin spice. They have like this fall seasonal special that you guys have to check out. I bought three batches because I love Mrs. Meyer so much and I love fall and yeah, it's basic, but I love pumpkin spice. When I shop on Grove, I feel like I'm selecting the products that are good for me, my home, the planet, and very important too, my chihuahuas. No, I'm serious. You guys, you don't want nasty chemical filled floor cleaner next to your dog's noses. That's just gross. For a limited amount of time, TSC listeners who sign up get an amazing $30 gift set, a free 60-day VIP membership, and a bonus gift just for you when you sign up and place an order of $20 or more. Check out Grove and our special offer at grove.co slash skinny. That's grove.co, not .com slash skinny. Heather McDonald is an in-demand, multifaceted comedian headlining sold-out shows across the country. I actually took my sister to see one, and she loved it. In addition to stand-up, television guest spots, and working on the Chelsea Lately Show, Heather can be heard twice a week on her hit podcast, Juicy Scoop with Heather McDonald, breaking down pop culture, her own personal drama, and anything juicy people are talking about that week. Guests range from Real Housewives to celebrities to influencers, and she also wrote two books, and yes, of course, I read both. They're a real hoot. My Inappropriate Life and You'll Never Blue Ball in This Town Again. Read them, guys. You will laugh out loud. So with that, let's welcome Heather McDonald to the TSC Him and Her Show. 
This is the Skinny Confidential, him and her. I love that Ray is recording this. I feel like it brings it full circle. It does. Ray Ray's the best. I asked Ray, I was like, Ray, what let me get some of the juicy scoop here. Give me some topics. No, I wait, hold on really quick. I yes. asked your group. I hope that's okay. Oh, that of I asked course, yeah. Okay, this is this is so far what they've said. I just asked them recently. The group is like they're so funny. Look at all look at how many uh, this is, I just posted this. Look at this. Good. I'm glad. Sometimes I feel like they're not enough they're not focused on me enough, the group. Really? Yeah, that's I, what we do a question to make sure they listen to the podcast cuz I'm like I don't want it to just be another gossipy podcast and they don't even I mean gossipy smart. Facebook group and they don't even know who I am. That's smart. So I'm like, "No, I'm doing it to get feedback of guests and start conversations and you so know, you just ask a question like you'll say, what was your favorite part of this episode? No, to get in, there's a question that you would not know if you did not listen to the show. Got it. OK. And if they go, well, I don't know, then we go, well, then my assistant will write back. Well, you got to listen to the podcast and then come back and try again. That's smart. Those groups take on a, like they become a beast of their own. If you're like, not I'd rather careful. have half the amount than a bunch of people that don't really know why they're in this group. Yeah, they have like a very all of them have a very soft spot for you. Are we recording? Oh okay. yeah, that's okay. fine. You can keep all that. No, I just feel like they're always so supportive of you. Whenever I go through there, they always want to get you behind gates. Yes. Should I start with one of their questions? Sure, you whatever you want. We already started, buddy. Oh, okay. Does her hubby get upset about some things she shared with her listeners, like how she was attracted to CF for a quick minute? Who's CF? Chris Frangiola. Okay. No, my husband has never gotten upset that I've shared anything on the show there's things that i've say that he will nitpick that he says like i once referred to um somebody's housekeeper or something i said you know she was raised with servants or something and he he was like ah, oh, i think you should take that word out i think that's you know not the proper word i'm like okay so but maid is now like wrong to say maid so I'm like, I, I, domestic health. I don't know. Like, I was like, okay, like, I cannot nitpick about a word. My, my everybody knows I mix up words and everything else. So do and I. I'm I like, can't and I'm not things. like scared of, you know, the few people that are going to say anything about me anymore. Like, at most, you know, that's most of the trolls have gone away. How what is you it working most... with Sorry, your guys. husband? Because <laughs> mine sometimes interrupts me. <laughs> it's awful. <laughs> it's, Here's the good part. Like, I know no one, like, I'm not going to get screwed over financially or anything like that. Like, the trust is there. I we completely trust each other. We're in it to win it. Like, there's no cheating. There's nothing ever. And there's no jealousy. There's nothing like that. But perfect example is yesterday. We were dealing with some dates. Now, I love my agent who does the live shows. We had a meeting with them. And an offer came in. And Peter sits down and he goes, okay, if you want to take this, you could take this flight to whatever. And I go, no, I don't want it. It's too much flying. Then the next day I was like, I called my agent. I go, well, how did this offer come about? I was just curious. And he goes, oh, it just came in. And I was like, oh, okay. I'm like, well, maybe I can do the flight. And I said, yes. So then he, Peter comes home and he's like, why would you call the, your agent when we already discussed it? And I was like screaming, I can call my agent if I want to. I'm like, if I want to ask him a question, I can ask him a question. You know. How did it end? It ended with, um, it doesn't ever last long. 
Okay. So it usually ends with me taking my dinner outside. Is it your Chinese chicken salad? I made, no, but I did make chicken last night. Okay. Some juicy breasts, okay? What do you mean? You leave the, you leave the domicile and go and take your whole meal and just go well, s- sit outside? Well, I just flipped the chicken. Okay. So I had, I had about six minutes that I could go sit outside with my glass of wine and just stop the conversation. Lauren, I want to why, stop the conversation. Lauren, a buttery Chardonnay. Lauren, when, yes. you, when we get in fights, why don't you ever take your dinner outside? Great tip. Then I got, then, then it, then I, by the time I came back... He was great. He was like, look, I'm the one that cares about you not travel. We decided not for you not to travel more than twice a month. That's the rule. So I don't when we decided to say no to this, I don't know why you said yes. I just don't understand what's changed your mind. And I'm like, I don't feel like explaining what changed my mind. Let me eat my chicken. In yeah, peace. like let's, I'll move on. So you're right. How is traveling? I'm not taking that gig. It, that's that's I'm a traveling lot. a lot less. I'm going to be traveling less. And um. It's very hard because the minute I say I don't want to do it, then I get an offer and I'm so flattered and I'm so of the mindset of like, what if this offer never comes back again? It's just some like cool theater in in Florida. Well, the majority of the people that listen to this show, I'm sure know who you are, but for those that don't, you're a comedian and so you're on the road a lot for comedy. How is that on the marriage? Great. (laughs) (laughs) Because there's a... Never am I missed. We barely communicate when I'm gone. Those couples that say they talk 20 times. No, we don't no. do that. It's like, if there's something like you missed an ad, you need to do it now. That's, that's it. It's only, it's only that. And sometimes it's like, hey, the company messed up. You know, he will be nice. He's like, you have to redo it. I know it's not your fault. Other times he'll be like, you said $25 off instead of 25% off. So you need to redo it. And then he'll, you know, he'll be like, I think that's... Um, you know, I think that my assistant should have been following better. And I'm like, don't you talk about her? Like, I get really, like, defensive about my whoever I have. Like, I will keep, I'm just like, okay, okay, but okay. So then she's like, great. She's really chill. She's like, okay, I'll make sure I, like, double read it when you're reading it. Um, So it's usually those are the conversations. And then, like, once in a while, you know, it's something nice. Like, do you want you know, do you want to go to dinner after you come out, come home or something? I took long, we, we did a little date night last night. Okay, yeah. Here's the real question. Yes. Does he wake you up in the morning at seven o'clock in the morning asking you about something to do with work? Because that's my problem. It's seven o'clock. It's also like 1030 at night oh. question with the laptop open. Oh. The other part is pulling up like competitive people and telling me how they're killing it. <laughs> Like I don't. I don't do that. As I'm about to go to bed, and I'm I don't like, do that. I I can. You know, I, if it's my really good friend, I'm like happy to hear that. You know, Fortune sold a movie on deadline. That's fine. But other kind of things, I'm like, yeah, I know. Yeah, I tell him and not then, to oh, raise like, my cortisol you... before ten o'clock, and don't raise it after eight. Don't what? Don't raise my cortisol. I don't want. What's my, cortisol mean? Like my stress hormone. Oh, I can't do it before ten o'clock. Those stress hormones are running rampant. It's, it's a to-do list. I open it just my never, eyes. It just never. That's the thing. It never ends, and the conversation never ends. And I feel bad because we have kids that like have to witness it. And I go. So when we were yelling about to call my agent, I walked into Brandon's room, and he's twelve. And I go, so sorry about the yelling. I'm like, did you hear that? I go, yeah. I go, what do you think it was about? And he goes um ads and marketing like they like they just get used to hearing it and i hate it so much because i think i told you this when you were on my show but my parents were like married realtors that got into it later in the marriage kind of like we did they didn't always work together and um and my sister and i would like lay in our twin beds and be like we will never work with our husbands we'll never promise each other and now my sister is an attorney works with her husband and i work with my husband 
Are you taking notes? But we're still married. And I don't know how. There's got to be like some secret there. there, there, The the thing is, is like, it's really great and you're successful. It's just really hard to turn it off. And so then, so then when I said to him, I go, look, I know you care more about me than William Morris. I know that you, you know, don't want me to go on this thing. And you're, and it's really not about money. He's like, blow off a gig. Like, I'd rather you not, you know, but he, he keeps saying like, I don't want to hear you complain. I'm like, we don't even, I don't even call you from the road. I'm not complaining. I'm like, so if I come home from a show and I'm raped, like, do you mind if I call and tell you that? Like, as I've probably aged out of raping, but I'm like, honestly, like, can I call you about that? Or is that going to be considered complaining? Cause God forbid I like, I disrupt the three days that I'm gone. Like <sighs> I went to a stand-up show of yours. I yeah. brought my sister. My sister Faye is a huge fan of yours. And um, so am I. And we went to your stand-up and you told this story about Aspen. And I yeah. tried to retell it to Michael and I just flubbed it. And I really want you to tell it on here because I was crying laughing. Before we get into that, let's talk about ritual. Vitamins are sort of like putting on sunscreen. The sooner you do it, the better it is for your long-term health. I mean, did you guys know that 90% of women aren't getting the nutrients they need every day? For example, 90% of women aren't getting enough D3, me included. Over 70% of women aren't getting enough omega-3. This is nuts. Ritual to the rescue. So like I said, in a ritual, I've tested tons and tons of vitamins, okay? I mean, over the last eight years, you wouldn't even believe it. There's a select few that I really, really love and that are TSC master list approved. Here's why I like the specific brand ritual. It's all in one place. So you get vitamin K2, D3, B12, omega-3, boron, iron, vitamin E, folate, and magnesium. I love magnesium so much. It really keeps things moving. Anyway, this means if you don't need to carry around 100,000 bottles, okay? It's just one bottle. I'm busy. I'm traveling. I'm moving from LA to San Diego. I'm running around in chaos 80% of the time. So having everything streamlined in one pill is just really, really great for my lifestyle. I know that I've talked about the specific vitamin brand a lot, but it's because I love it and I feel like you guys will love it. Oh, and if you're wondering, it doesn't have that fishy taste. Do you know what I mean? It's like more of a blast of minty, fresh goodness. You should know that it's also vegan, sugar-free, non-GMO, gluten-free, and allergen-free. It's made in the USA without synthetic fillers or colorants. Yes, please. So let's break it down real quick. It's subscription-based, $30 a month delivered straight to your door, okay? It fills the gaps in in your diet, and it's the best source ingredients. Everything is actually backed by science, which we love. If you're ready to invest in your health, do what I did and go to ritual.com slash skinny. Consider it your lifelong health 401k. Go to ritual.com slash skinny. What's also great about Ritual is it's super Instagrammy and looks very, very chic on your vanity. I think that I, I, there's a lot. It's a very long story. There's several ski stories involved that I've like you're, merged and dropped one. I went to do a skiing gig. I mean, I, a stand-up gig in Aspen. But of course, that's the gig he'll go to because yeah, yeah. it's Aspen and he likes yeah. to ski. He's not going to go Jacksonville, Florida for three days for five shows where we stay. And I stay at like a gross hotel or a Ramada Inn. Never was that like, would you like me to join? No, but the Aspen one, he can like squeeze into a sketch. So like he, so I'm like, okay, that'll be great. It'll be fun enough, you know. And um, 
so anyway, we, we finally get there and we have like this, we actually have a great time. He's a good skier. I'm not, he takes me down like, you know, beautiful, like the little easy, there's like a buttermilk hill. That's like for the yeah, easiest yeah. skiers, you know? So like he's taking me down and I go, do you want to meet later? And you go to on IJAX or whatever. And he's like, no, let's just spend the day together. You're like having so much fun. And I was like, oh my God, like you're so into me. Like, you're fucking kidding me? Like this guy is like hot for me. Even though he's like my husband. Okay. <laughs> Like five weeks later, four weeks later, it's my kid's spring break, and we're going. How okay. old are your kids? Um, they're 15 Sorry, and 12, but at this time, okay. it was a couple years ago. And so we're flying. First of all, so we have to pack all of our shit. And I get to the, um, like, you know, we get there, and one of the bags, the ski bags with the helmets and stuff, is too heavy. It's 51 pounds, whatever. So now we're that family that's screaming at each other, reweighing everything. And I shoved all my underwear in my son's ski helmet to save space so his ski helmet goes rolling out and he's like oh my god dad mom's cougar underwear in my ski out i'm gonna get lice i'm like i don't have crabs motherfucker like this is all in front of like southwest like, and those people, people go, when the bag's overweight is like the happiest like that's like their moment they're like the bag's overweight oh my god and so i'm like it's just uh yeah so then we get there and then my husband's like, where's Brandon's gloves? And he didn't, he, did you pack, you know, I can't believe you forgot to pack Brandon's gloves. I'm like, I, I mean, didn't we all pack the gloves? Like, how is it my fault? So we start arguing and, you know, kicking, he starts kicking the suitcases around. He's all annoyed. He's like, come on, Drake. And he takes my older, more mature skiing son and better skiing son and leaves me with ADHD. Okay. No gloves. Like this, my younger son is just not as easy, you know. I'm like, oh, great. So then we're like, go through skiing and two runs. The kid is like, I think I'm done. I'd like my iPad. I'm like, hey, little fucker, this ticket was $132. Like, we're going to go down this thing 60 more times. I come back and I'm just like drinking, you know, just sitting outside on the balcony. And he comes around with a big glass of Chardonnay and he's like, hey. And that is how our fights end in a nice, dysfunctional, no marriage counseling don't let's not talk about the fight again it's over let's just drink together and move on like alcoholics do and he and then i'm like and i brought up the fact i go i just you would not be acting like this if i was like a newer girlfriend like you know so i get into this whole thing of who his girlfriend would be you know and what how she would deal and this is this could be like blanket to any man or this is just like particular to I just figured, like, I just, like, imagine, like, a 32-year-old girl that's, like, thinks it's cool that she's dating a divorced dad. And, like, mm-hmm, oh, my God, he's really good. He's a really great skier. And, and I'm, like, and if she forgot the gloves, he'd be, like, it's okay, babe. We'll get another pair <laughs> at the ski place. But when it's your wife of, like, 17 years forgetting the ski, the gloves, it's just, like, I'm an idiot, you know? And so sometimes I tell Peter, I'm, like, I just, sometimes I feel like we should split up and date other people just so the kids could see like a loving relationship because we like don't like be like romantic and so one time we were watching bachelor i go um i go what do you think dad would be like if he was over on the bachelor back in the day and he goes well probably great because he's really nice to new people like everybody thinks he's amazing everybody loves him yeah everybody thinks he's amazing at the school and everything and he's like so he'd probably be nice to all these women you know and i go god i just i just imagine and now i have friends you know that are divorced and going through it and i just met them this weekend and it was like it could be like one of those movies like we went for one girl's husband second husband who unfortunately died of like cancer really early and then two of us are married for a long time one one of the girls has never been married and dating and the other two were divorced and dating 
And, the, you know, they're like, stay married, stay married. It's awful out there. And it's so true. It's like everybody gets somebody like new. And I'm like, oh, my God, like this one girl's dating. You would love this. She's dating a um, a doctor who can give her free Botox and everything. So I'm like, this is amazing. Like a do- like a, a That's my one fear. Doctor. If Lauren finds that guy, I could be, I could be yeah, done. Yeah, exactly. And so I'm like, oh, my God, this is great. But then she starts to reveal now six months later the issues. And you're like, oh, that's why I got divorced. Like, all these guys that are out there and dating like over 40 and that are divorced, all their wives are psycho. Like there's a reason why they got divorced. Now, can they reform? Can they take those lessons and actually be the greatest second husband that there ever was? Possibly. But like there is a side like, did you watch Real Houses both see on Monday? I haven't watched Mondays oh, okay. only last week. Well, they what have was this it? moment where Kelly's kind of like, like Kelly's like getting more like dick than anybody, right? So Love she's it. just, yeah. But then all of a sudden she's like, yeah, I got a lot of boyfriends. Yeah, I'm rocking it out. And she's like, mm, but it actually sucks. Like she comes and she t- kind of says, yeah, it's. So the grass isn't always greener. Definitely not always greener. I mean, it's like, it's really good if you're married and you don't like your husband that much, not nothing bad, nothing obviously abusive, cheating, alcohol, gambling, all that. No, I'm just saying like he's irritating the shit out of you. Okay, you need to go and hang out with some girls that are currently dating. What? Tell us what's that, what that is exactly like. <laughs> they like will, it will make you like crawl into bed and like fuck your husband and like thank Jesus. It wow. Is, get get out there. Go is, hang out with some daters. So why? It's just so hard. It's like the, because they with these apps they have the. They, they're these guys can date so many different people, or they're a little weird. Or, I mean, I know guys that never got laid, never had any girlfriends that are getting with more women now than ever. It's, it's almost now unbelievable. How old are these guys? They're like twenty five to thirty, but like these, I'm talking about guys that like never were with women before, right. and now it's just like it, it's a plethora. And yeah. then, and the other thing happens is that these girls they think like if they start to like want to find someone of real substance. So they they go down on their meter of like cuteness and stuff, and they think they're doing like Christian service or whatever. Like I'm gonna I'm gonna be nice. Then I realize that eight other girls are doing that same Christian service and fucking that guy that is kind of ugly but so, owns a home. So what is your advice for young people that are like in their twenties that are dating in this atmosphere? I think I don't know what to tell you. It's horrible. I think we all miss the dating. App I th- I era. think I, it'll be kind of interesting because I wonder if like. The next turn, like I was talking to this girl who's 25, actually Jill Zarin's daughter, and we were talking about books. And I go, everyone wants me to write a book. I go, but books are like so, they, there's so much work and I don't think the money's there. And who's reading books? And she goes, I read both your books and I love them. Thank you. But she said that a lot of her friends now, it's like cool to be seen carrying a real book. A hundred. That's I, like the new thing. It's like is, the hat. So I'm like, is, no, are books going to come 100%. back and maybe like... Maybe more personal matchmaking, I think, might come back. I told Mimi, my little sister, she's 21, to uh-huh. go to Saint Tropez because she was going already. I said, get a book, maybe Anna Karina. I thought you were going to say, like, go meet a like Dubai prince. And oh, she could do that okay. too. Yeah. You, you bookmark Anna Karenina, like bookmark the shit out of it. Like you've read it, you highlight it, you bring this book. It's like kind of trashed up, like hit it on the ground. Bring Anna Karenina right outside all all the beautiful boats out there, and put your phone away, put your glasses on, and just read as you drink your cappuccino. The guys will line up. That's Lauren's theory. A hundred percent. I'd like to want, see that theory. I Let's think, do a Lauren, but here's the, here, show. Here's, the, here's the other theory. to a smart girl that's reading her book, but, but, drinking her cappuccino now. But, here's but what's again, happening. if he approaches her, she could be really bitchy and be like, 
Leave me alone. But then they're more obsessed. Listen, here's what's happening. These guys, yeah, they see the girl with the book. Oh, she's cute. Well, and then they go on their book phone. you want to read. Like, you have to now pretend to read a book you're not excited to read. Like, at least get a good book. <laughs> read your book. Yeah, read your book. Or t- if the cover's cheesy and it's a girl laying on balls like mine, take the cover off. You know, and and so you don't really see what it is. Okay, so read a book that you actually like, but take yeah. the cover off if there's balls if, if, on it. Yes, and if it's like cheesy, like a, like it looks like a fashion magazine. Dating yeah. apps have done for these guys is it's taken all of the intimidation and the um, you know, like yeah, having they don't pro- have to try it. No, all. they just go on there and like, oh, this one's here's a bite, right? And this one's responding, and so then. You know, because it, it, listen, as a as a man to go and approach a woman cold, sitting down reading a book or in a bar, like that takes some guts. And but now they well, just have this. You well, know. yeah, and like remember, you know, I don't even know. You guys might be too young to this, but like, if someone was going to ask us out in high school, or I was going to ask a guy out because I went to an all girl high school, I had to call the phone where a mom answers, "Hello, oh hello, Mrs. Jones, may I speak to Michael? Who's calling, please? Oh, it's Heather McDonald. Hold on." <laughs> Hello. Hey, it's Heather McDonald. Who? Remember we hung out at that party? I go to Louisville. Oh. Um, anyway, we have our homecoming dance and I was wondering. Oh, yeah. I'm hoping that somebody else is going to ask me. So I'm going to I have to say no. These are real conversations that happened in my life. <laughs> Maybe that's why I can go and stand in front of 10,000 people and do stand up. Yeah. Because I'm like, but I mean, the, the the heart beating, the sweating. And then I used to do the calls for my friends and act like them because they were dying. But the guys had to do that too. Now, you never have to talk to the parent. You have their own phone number and you don't have to talk to them. You just text them. So we're all fucked. Yeah. And, and a text rejection is a lot better than a verbal rejection. Yeah. Yeah. And you can just never respond to the text. Yeah. And you can be strategic about how you text back yeah. because you can have some time. I love to make someone wait. Yeah. You know? So, I mean, I think every era has the dating rules. And I do think that old school rules, like the rules from the 90s or whatever that book was, that was about these two women. They ended up both getting divorced. But at the time, they had like great marriages. And they wrote this book about the rules. And it was rules that they took from like their grandmother, but it was like, wait a couple days to return a call if they don't ask you by wednesday for a saturday night date you don't go but those rules don't apply anymore with texting you can't wait two days someone will like call think you've been murdered i would wait two days if i had to go back and like start dating again i really with a text uh, yeah i would she used to do it to me all the time but but then people are gonna know that's bullshit because they're gonna know that you saw it no i really like how erica jane got her husband remember i don't know if you i think she told i know exactly how erica i'll tell you how i got my husband (laughs) well i was working at a very sophisticated restaurant called chasen's i wore a velvet long dress and Mr. Girardi would come in there every night. And I looked at him and I went up to him. And I went up to him and I said, Mr. Girardi, did you hear I was single? And he said, No, I didn't. I go, Well, now I am. The next day I got a call calling from Mr. Girardi's office and he asked, Would he would like to see you for dinner? And I said, Absolutely not. Tell Mr. Girardi he needs to call me on the phone himself and ask me. And he did. And that was the first and the last date. And we've been together for 18 years ever since. That is actually the exact story she told on her podcast. She's but told it worked. It many times. It worked. Um, sure. Whatever. And she hook, line, and sinkered him. She also went. So then the next part of the story in the book <laughs> is, so we were dating for a while. And then my lease was up. So I took my Toyota Celica with my bags of clothes. And he's because he said, you can stay at my place. So I drove up and he said, where's your luggage? I said, this is it, baby. 
and I moved in and I never moved out. It worked for her. Like mm-hmm. in LA, I feel like there's so much concoction and, and strategy. And, and when you're actually in the city of LA where it's like agents and this and that, and you see the people, you know, where we are right now, like I'm sure if you go to lunch, you, you know, you see people in suits, like where I live in the Valley, it's rare that you'd see someone in a suit. Like Where, where in LA do you live? I live in the Woodland Hills, Calabasas area. I mean, you see a couple guys, but it's not a big like suit. You know, here if you go to lunch, more suburban. Everyone has to wear the suits because they're agents and stuff. So, like, how often plane... do you see the Kardashians at, at the Health Nut, though? I've never seen the Kardashians at Health Nut, oh. but they do. I think that they go there, but only when they're filming. I love Health Nut so much. Is it true you have a brother that tried to fight Kimbo Slice? Yes, it is true. Yes. Do you know who Kimbo Slice is, Lauren? Well, he passed away, but <laughs> I heard this and I wanted to, this is one of the, one of the stranger things I've heard and I wanted to ask yes. you about it. Uh-huh. Can you give me the... Yes, I'm very open about my dysfunctional sibling situation. Well, when I heard that, I was like, this, I, I thought it, I was like, no, that can't be like a true yes. story. So I have a brother who's um, like a little over 10 years older than I am and he he's just been fucked up for a long time and he's in prison and he Can you say wire uh like like going crazy and like physically attacking some people um so he writes us letters and stuff and part of one of the th- before he had his he went to, he went to jail like 10 years prior to that and the, it it was like after like a psychotic episode where he started get to get obsessed with Kimbo Slice and wanting to fight Kimbo Slice, who's this like street fighter guy. Before the last psychotic episode would put him in the jail, he started to talk about Kimbo Slice again. And my other brother called me and is like, I think something's going on with him. He's talking about fucking Kimbo Slice again. Like, I was like, Jesus. And so, and the guy, my brother's old. Like, he can't, and he's not physically fit. And he's just obsessed thinking that he could fight him. And then in these letters that he writes to me, which I share on Patreon, um, he ta- he talks about, you know, Kimbo Slice. I could have fought him and everything, you know. And, uh, yeah. But so what, was the is- end, what was the end goal of fighting Kimbo Slice? Was it just, like, to prove? or is, like, he, he wanted, wanted to, to like- put it on YouTube. He wanted to charge a dollar. He wanted me to help him with that since I'm so big in the media and so powerful that I could, fight like, get, I could get, like, a pay-per-view fight happening between my brother and Kimbo Slice. And, uh, and then we didn't know what to do when we found out Kimbo Slice died. People are like, are you going to let your brother know? I'm like, I'm like, let the news come to him. And then eventually he did find out that he died. And, and I guess, you know, he just has to accept that he never had that moment. Maybe he'll fight Colin next. Maybe that'll Who? be Colin McGregor. Oh, Lauren has no idea of the fight world. So she's just like, yeah, she's just throwing out the first the name she knows. Is he a big fighter? He's think, an actor, isn't he? No, he just, fought, he, he, fought, oh, he just fought. He just fought. Floyd Mayweather. I'm sure either. this audience is loving this conversation. I just, I just had to get to the bottom yeah, of that. It's a very I, weird like, story. I fell but in like, love yes. with your podcast. Like where I was like, oh my god, I love this. Is serial sister. Yes. So it's that's just, my other sister. So I have one normal sister, who's great, and we're very close. Who's an attorney, and you know we've been very close our whole lives. Lived together post college and stuff, and um, and that's one who works with her husband as well. Then I have this other sister that. Is six years older than I am. Then the one that I'm close to is just two years older. And yeah, I just... Um, Damn, your parents are getting busy. Right. Well, they were Catholic. And that was the other thing. After they had my sister, who's Cat, who I was going to say, I couldn't name Katrina, whatever. People figured it out. Once they had her, my mom went on the pill. And some friend of hers got like a blood clot. So she went off the pill and then had two more kids. Wow. And then... 
so we were mistakes which is another thing my brother likes to bring up all the time that not only did i cost my parents the usc tuition because i went to usc he's obsessed with how much usc cost so he's therefore thinks i owe him part because more, you more you of the inheritance because the... my parents are gone because had i not gone to usc there would have been more money for him and the other siblings that never went to college and <laughs> <laughs> it's very weird so uh yeah and so anyway my sister just was really awful to me the like the last you know through so i ended up i had started to tell the story because i was like i just am going to tell the story and it's and um i'm just going to share it and every day i that the, the new episode could come out i'd wake up like oh my god people are gonna say i'm horrible for sharing these stories and nobody ever did and it was like really freeing for people that have uh you know, bad sibling, adult sibling relationships. And I think it's one thing that just has never been discussed. Like you turn on Dr. Phil or whatever, and it's about my horrible mother or my kid won't get out of the house or whatever. It's But what about the person that has like the adult, you know, sibling relationship that's really dysfunctional, really awful, and you finally are like married and raising your own kids and you realize how fucked up it is and maybe your parents perpetuated it because it's like a, a common theme is the Catholic theme. Um, that people have written me that they're like I came from a similar home where it's you know forgive and forget and family and let's not discuss it and all that stuff so um, once my parents were gone I'm like I'm fucking telling the story how did your sister react well I already had a restraining order against her and I blocked her from stuff but prior to that like you know she would just say the most horrible things like I remember um, when I before I told the story and I hadn't blocked her officially I just posted like a photo of Peter and I and she's like writes this long thing. He's a pedophile. He molested my daughter since she was nine, even though I had another restraint. I had a restraining order on her back then. So there was no way, even if you wanted to believe that there was no way that that could have happened. What, What does this all stem from, though? Like, what does the anger towards you stem from? Just weird jealousy. And then once I cut her off from my life, it's like I think that that made her angry at herself because I do think that she enjoyed me. We had, at one time, we had like a fun friendship. She was really naturally, my family was all really naturally funny and everything. I'm the only one that bothered to make it happen into a career. So I think she was, is sort of jealous of that, you know? Totally. Like, I was a fucking funny one. Like she'd like say these things like that. And I was like, okay, but like, you know, you never took an acting class. You never like, I mean, yeah you might have been yeah maybe you are funnier than me but like you didn't do anything with it you know i want to go back and know how you got into comedy in the first place so i got into comedy the first place was just um i kind of when i was at sc i wasn't pursuing drama or acting or anything because i just thought i wanted to be like a businesswoman and um have money and i was so jaded by the business growing up here but then once i once i got had like a regular job and it was so awful I kind of had this epiphany of like, like this, this side of me, like the Christian Catholic side of me that was like, I have these gifts that I know not everybody has, which is being funny, doing impersonations. And by me not pursuing it, I think it's kind of like an F you to God. And so I was like, I think I should try to do this. And so then I, I took a learning annex class that my friend like threw down and insisted that I do. Shout out to Maya Dreyer. She always wants credit. It's so like... (laughs) We're Thanks, still friends. Maya. She Thanks, gave me the Maya. learning addicts um, thing, and I went and I went to this class, and I it was like the first time I got that like oh as long as I set up the joke and the story properly, you don't have to personally know me because I didn't understand how like 
the stuff I that everyone thought was funny was always personal. Oh, it was the sorority story. It was about the night out. It was our high school math teacher. So once I kind of understood that, which is why I say I do think writing classes and comedy classes and stand-up classes, when people say you can't be caught, taught comedy, you you should be naturally funny, but definitely there's a, like a rhythm and a math. It gives to you the it. structure. Yeah, there's definitely a way that you can get better, like anything else. Like if you've never made someone laugh, I don't think you should pursue stand up. But like if people constantly tell you you're funny, these class those type of classes are very. I helpful. feel like stand up comedy has to be, and, and this is my opinion. It could people maybe I'll get flack for this, but it has to be the hardest form of entertainment, in my opinion. It because, totally is because you're the writer, the producer, the director. You have no one else to depend on but yourself, which is one of the things I do like about it because no one can tell me no or what to do. Which well, is one you, of the right? reasons why I really love the po- the podcast, yeah. you know? But I mean, with podcasting, like, you know, you can edit, you can kind of get in a rhythm, you have a right. little bit of time. Like stand-up comedy, you're standing in front of X amount of people. Right you're probably bombing a lot like what they what i always would find interesting is if they could do a documentary on a comedian like showing the process like when they're growing and like Mm -hmm. bombing until they get to the point where you get in a rhythm and you know you you find the jokes and people start laughing because the only way for you to test your material right is in front of an audience or am i wrong yeah i mean um yeah but i mean the better you get and you like i know more so I know what works. What I the way that I would always test it was like I would be telling someone a story and they'd be laughing and they'd be like, "Is this in your act?" Or you know, now with the podcast, I kind of know like sometimes I can like come across a story and I'll tighten it up and put it in the stand up. Um, but now it's like in, the stress never ends. Like now I have the stress of am I going to be able to sell as well and even better this year than I did last year? Are the people going to come back? You know, what are the numbers? Now I have to deal with the numbers. Before, I never got paid, and I just hoped that people would laugh. Now, you know, now I have to make Do sure Do you they remember your come. first gigs? Do you remember, like, what, like, did yeah, you just kill in the beginning? Yeah, the first gig was at, you... it was after, like, a class. I took a whole course, and it was, like, a little recital, and it was at the Santa Monica Improv that no longer exists, and I did my jokes, and it, it went really well. That's the other thing I tell people to you know if you're gonna do it try to have a first positive experience you know like sex like let it try to make it positive because you may not want to do it again like try to make it positive like have your routine down practice it invite friends and you know it may not be as great as that first time after that but at least if you have like you know if it's not a disaster the first time then you might want to keep doing it or you might want to just do it that once and check it off your bucket list i don't know you know how people feel about it and you know. I feel like you can also use your secret face or your, I call it a secret Facebook group, but your Facebook group as almost like a focus group as well. I guess. I mean, I don't, you know, I like to try to keep some things fresh that they can't, that they, that like they hasn't been on there. the podcast. It wasn't on my special. It wasn't, you know, this is special to the live shows that aren't being taped and, you know, and stuff like that. So I try to keep like certain things so uh, you obviously unique. have a, a very thick skin at this point, like with the podcast and doing stand-up. Like, what are things that get you? Like, what are things that like piss you off, or just like, oh, that got me. That's like a bummer that someone said that. Like, well, I mean, I've gotten over the fact that um, like Hollywood <laughs> doesn't seem to realize how fantastic I am. <laughs> yeah, but so I that think part that's pushed does... you to do your own podcast, which is incredible. So I mean, I but you really need I Hollywood because you have your aspirations audience. for what is coming in the future, and I'm working the secret, and I'm being positive, and I love that I have that ability. But at a certain point, yeah, I get kind of I get kind of bummed like that my friends are on TV shows and I'm not. 
I mean, you know? I would love to see you on Real Housewives. Everyone says that. Really? Yeah, please, can we get you on But Real at this Housewives? point, would you want to do it? Because you have your honestly, show. Honestly, I don't know that I would anymore. Yeah, because you have all because your stuff now. Because I think... I kind of had an epiphany when I was in the Hamptons with Jill Zarin and oh, yeah. I was Tell talking to Juliet from uh, London. I think that they seek out couples, women who are about to get divorced or could, or where they could expose flaws in the marriage that will cause a divorce. And at this point, I don't want to be divorced. There's times I <laughs> might've wanted it more. I don't now. I really don't. I want to like go the distance. Give us the juice on the Hamptons. Was it fun? It was really fun. But I mean, when you look at like who they picked for the OC, one girl's already filed for divorce and the other one talks about breaking up with her husband in every single episode. So even if she said other great things, they're going to show that part. She's going to fight with her husband at night and they probably aren't going to last. And so because they realize that people sitting at home love to watch the demise of a marriage. And then the one, the you know, or they make, or if the guy is supportive of his wife, like a Dorit and PK, they tear him down and say how gross he is. She's right. That is so. True. It's well, like, I mean, like that's a hard thing then to keep your who spouse. Who wants to happy. watch somebody on TV just like hey, that everything's going smooth and great? Like you're like right. All right, whatever. So it's like if they choose you, you should be a little suspicious. Hmm. Like actually, Denise Richards, it's perfect for her. What are they going to criticize her pig that she raises? Is raising. No, she's a single mom with three kids. She can't talk about Charlie Sheen at all. She, her dad's still nice. That's it. Like, for her, she has nothing to lose. Are you excited for her on this season? I'm not, I'm not, not excited. I was very disturbed at how similar... She, I always said that Teddy looked like Denise Richards. So when they actually chose Denise Richards, I don't know. I hope Teddy's coming back. But they do look a lot alike. So not that that matters, but I think it's kind of funny. Who's your favorite housewife on all the franchises out of all of them? I mean, out of all of them, I'm honestly probably closest to Jill Zarin and Tamara. But I, I like Kelly Dodd. I like Shannon Bedore. I really like Teddy. I hung out with her the other night. I really enjoyed it. I, I, all these girl, women have been on my shows, too. So um, I think Kyle's like really smart. I think Kyle has it all. I hope nothing happens to her. Well, something did. They robbed her. Okay. They robbed her house. But that's the worst thing that's happened. Like the marriage is still intact. The girls are all successful. The daughters. I, I, I empathize with her horrible sister relationship. I she get has that, pretty hair. She has pretty hair. I get that the two sisters are mad and jealous that she, again, they could have sold a show about their mother too. Okay. She's the one that met the company that told the stories that got the thing made. So... Now they, I don't know if they're talking anymore or what, but she made that very clear that that was a problem that when she came up with American Woman, which is a story based on her life, they got mad. And she has to constantly say, it's, you know, and whatever she says, it's interpretive or it's based on, it's not, it's not a true story. You know, she has to say all that. But I remember when I, w I sold a TV show um, and I, and they said, it's because it's your life rights, you got to get your siblings and your parents and everybody to sign off on it. So everybody did. But my weird siblings, okay, and they were like, "Was it the Wait. brother and your sister?" Yes, and they were like, well, "We we have our own store." I just paid them a couple hundred dollars to sign it, and they did. <laughs> <laughs> and then, of course, like it got sold to CBS, and then never saw the light of day. But the point is, like, I so I I I appreciate Kyle's life. Okay. I think like she's the smartest, and she's and she's become the most. She's maintained the most unscathed unscathed with the fans yeah she has done a really yeah. good job and mm -hmm. she you want her to keep coming back season after season mm -hmm. i want to know how you met chris jenner because you go way back with chris jenner so right? chris jenner i met 
because I was friends with Jillian Barbary Reynolds. And Love her. Jillian was doing ice skating with the stars, and so was Bruce Jenner, who was Bruce at the time. Okay, I know the rules, but I'm I'm gonna just say, Caitlin, whatever. Okay, Caitlin. I think if you're dealing with like a time period, it's okay to you say. You know Bruce. they said no. No, they not? said they're taking that. Yeah, they're, okay, they're I'm gonna for sure get eaten up. I have no I idea. Don't, what the no, they rules say are. no. You're not supposed to. It's Caitlin. So anyway, Caitlin was ice skating in a military. But okay, hold on. Suit. What okay. happens to all that history then? Like if you like when you say like Bruce Jenner set the records. I don't know what they're doing. You can't I think say they're that. like changing streets and stuff. Caitlyn Jenner at the time had short hair and was wearing a a suit from um, Officer and a Gentleman. That was the dance that she, the skate that she was doing with her female partner. And so we went and and um, and there were the, all the girls eating candy with Chris, and we all met. And then Chris was going to have a viewing party. And how long ago is this? This is before the show. I was pregnant with my son who's now 12 so this is like 13 years ago and so she goes oh come to my house in Calabasas we're gonna have like a screening party and now I had had the baby and I went and that was like the first time I saw anyone like get catered food but then put it in different platters and I was like wow I, I used to call it pulling a Kris Jenner now I think a lot of people do it but at the time like I just came from like wouldn't you just keep it in the tin that it came in but no like so it really looked nice and she always had like a helper there even though they were like not rolling in it she always lived like she had money, you know? And that night, the two little girls, Kendall and Kylie, were like, we've got a show upstairs. And we go upstairs and they have a pool table there. And Kylie is standing on the pool table and she's wearing a belly dancer outfit doing Shakira, Shakira. And it was like pretty good, but also like very sexual. Like, And so, I mean, it's kind of interesting because she was like the most outgoing, really, you know, and then and seemed like she wanted the limelight more than anybody else. Like she was the one that was like, no, a bunch of people are coming over. They're going to see me do Shakira. And so they were like, oh, my God. And then I just remember Caitlin at the time picking her up and saying, "Okay, this is enough of this. This is too much, whatever. And then I remember sitting there and I'm sitting there with Chloe and looking at some photo and I go, who are these fat kids? And she goes, that's us. And it was her. They were all really fat. I go, what? Because she wasn't, you know. And she's like, oh, I guess my mom just like after the divorce, like let us eat as much candy and stuff as we wanted. So because it was like time. And then, you know, they all. So then after that, we just remained friends. I would go to the baby store. We'd have events. We'd see each other. And then the summer of 2007, I had a party at my house. They all came. I just started Chelsea lately. And that's when she, Chris told me, we're, we got a reality show. It's going to start at the end of the summer. I go, what network? She goes, E. And I'm like, oh my God, that's amazing. And then like the first week of Chelsea lately, no, nobody knew who Chelsea was. So that the EP was having a really hard time getting guests. And she's like, can you get anybody? I'm like, well, do you want, you know, do you want Bruce Jenner? You know? And they're like, yes. So I'm like, okay, let me call Chris. And I'm like, Chris, can you like promote the show early? And they're because I'm like, we don't care. We need someone. So then they came on. Then they would come on all the time. And didn't did, they were kind of like a joke on the show, right? Like, like well, when the show when the show first started, no, it was always like, like I mean, on Chelsea, they were kind of like like they would use, like they use this. the Kardashians to like laugh. Yeah, like I mean, in the beginning, it was like fun. Then she turned on them and like hated them for like four years, and then in the end, she kind of like would have Chloe come around. And is Chris the same as she was when you first met her to this day? 
always a hustler. I mean, always a hustler, always like fun when it's a girl's night, you know, or having a dinner. She's always like really great, always like great entertainer, always like, you know, gifts and things and done nicely. But yeah, I mean, there's a different level. And they have they have different they're exposed to different people. When you're on t- Tommy Hilfiger's yacht, I'm I'm not comfortable inviting you to my house for a barbecue. I'm not. <laughs> You know, and and that's so. Am I the one that's like possibly pulling back from the relationship a little bit because someone gets so escalated? Yes, but like when my mother died and I invited her to the thing at my house, she was there. Like you know, so. But yeah, I'll go to like yeah, I I feel that way. And she would maybe she would still come to stuff like I'm not saying she wouldn't. And she was on your podcast. Yeah, I know. I think when people though become so elevated and the other part is she's 62 years old with nine grandchildren so you know does she you know yeah is it more fun to hang out with jennifer lawrence than me again i would take it i would go have dinner with jennifer lawrence over heather mcdonald i would i would go hang out with cardi b i would you've already hung out with me you don't even take pictures of me anymore when we're together i can't even like get an ad mention you know a tag so it's like whatever okay so tell us about the tumbler or the or the glass um so i cup. so it's kind of interesting because i just married i just officiated my first wedding congratulations so chris frangiola who's from who was my friend that i'm on chelsea lately he was always on juicy scoop and does live shows with me and is a hilarious stand-up he got married and that was a big coup because we never talked about him being serious with anybody so the juicy scoopers went crazy and i married them which was really fun you got and ordained I, and everything Yes, online it takes like one second. But I wrote the whole ceremony because they were not religious. So like I'd come up with stuff. And then one of the things was like, you have several choices of what to say with the ring. And some of them are like, with this ring, I'm ready to rock this journey. Like some of it's really cash. And I'm like, okay, I won't involve Jesus, but I am going to like mention faithfulness because like you guys need to commit to being faithful. So they were like great. And uh, so every a bunch of people from Chelsea lately were there and it was really great. And it was weird how the universe like works or whatever, like what you put out there. Like two days later, I opened this cabinet and this cup that has been there for years. I just all of a sudden I noticed that. The, so it was what it was is we had this like um, kind of this background that was like all these different purple and pink squares. And for one year, um, the assistant would go around and give you this give you the thing and you pick a square and you would write like whoever it is like let's say at chelsea lately yes like let's say the editor is it's his birthday so you'd write like something that reminds you of the editor you know oh funny or you know taking your time or whatever you want to say and and then your name you were writing on the show yes as a writer and i appear on the show so then and then you'd get the cup and you'd have like you know, we'd have like a little like cake or whatever that day. And um, and so I pulled out the cup and I never had noticed. But on the one white square, which was reserved for Chelsea, she wrote pig. C.H. And everybody else wrote like Kardashians, Drew Barrymore, hair, dance, the Wayne's Brothers, like things that were related to me, USC or mom or whatever. And I what I thought was amazing, and I posted it on my private page is I was like, wow, I remember getting this cup. I don't remember being hurt by that. I don't remember being affected by it because I was so deep into the constant straight up bullying that happened there daily and being made fun of and all that stuff. And it became like a riff of the show, which would be majorly 
unacceptable today. Like it's amazing how many things on our show, and that being one of which was like if the that comedy, happened now, somebody would the be in a lot of trouble. The comedy was her, you know, being mean to people, but that was also the reality too. But it, it just, yeah. So I'm like, oh, you know, isn't that interesting? I didn't. And then I probably got like a nice gift that the assistant picked out, and then I had to be like, oh my god, thank you so much for the necklace. Never like, hey, like never would I go. Is this what you really think of me? Or why would you write that? Now I'm going to keep this cup and I'm going to always have to see that? Like, why would you do? But I, it's just like, a, you know, you look back and you just, you know, anybody that's been in any kind of relationship, whether it's a friendship or a boss or a husband or a parent or what, you're like, oh, okay. I mean, now you have this incredible podcast with millions of downloads and this incredibly engaged audience. Where where do you think the next sort of step for you is? I mean, I would love Juicy Scoop to be some type of TV show, whether it's streaming or not, because I do so many impressions and, and I come up with like sketch ideas. So I would like to be like that, but with a little more comedy, but also have the interviews, have the hot topics, but be broad and then also when there's something really juicy that I address that too and it doesn't always have to be funny you know I want it to be what the show is it's juicy scoop so it's whatever I whatever I'm into you know which is which is can be the fun stuff but then also the deeper stuff which I love getting into and I I love being in the position of like being of a certain age and a point in my career where I like I don't give a fuck like I, I I'm not scared that I just told you that story. Good, pick it up. Whatever. Like, but for years, I was terrified. You're terrified. Un- you're able to unapologetically well, You be know yourself. what I think? It's shifted yeah. though too now, especially now you have this podcast, you can reach millions of people. Like you have a microphone where if somebody writes something, you can address it immediately yeah. and get it out to millions of people where like, you know, traditionally before, if someone writes something, you have no response, right? Like, and if people yeah. don't pick up the response, you're screwed. But for you... Or us, or anybody that has a podcast, now you can say, like, "Yeah, they said that, and this is my take on it." Like, too bad. Selfishly, as a listener of your show, I'm glad that Hollywood didn't pick you up because now you have this platform that you can say whatever you want to say. And to me, I would way rather listen to your podcast than watch some, you know, show that has 20 producers puppeteering it. Yeah, I mean, I I was very happy when I was there. I thought I was very happy when I was there. I was like, wow, like, like I thought I was happy in my 30s when I was just home with the kids. Oh my God, I'm, I'm, I can't believe I'm on TV and I get to do stand up and blah blah. I, but I mean, I am the happiest now. I mean, it's like I keep, I'm like, and I think the next five years will even be better because it, just being able to, just being able to do what you want, you know, and not and not worry about like, oh my God, I, I said that that means I'm going to be blackballed. Now I'm just like, it's so freeing. It's so freeing to have said so much <laughs> like i probably have been bla- i know i've been blackballed from stuff i know i have because i've like investigated it so i'm like, like okay what, like what stuff like 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 certain tv shows and stuff that i would have been great just for. because you like, said something show. or, did yeah, something or just, you know people don't realize it's just one person that like doesn't like you yeah. you know and or that happened and they're just like no we're not gonna have her and um i mean a perfect example is um when chloe had her cocktail Chloe's cocktails with Chloe when that show came I was like oh my god I'm so happy for you I'd love to be on it now every time Chloe came on Chelsea lately I was always next to her I would help her when she because she co-hosted like twice so anytime she was on I was on with her if she did the round table and she requested that and I would help her write the stuff and you know that was great we were you know friendly and um so when the show came about I was like I would love to be on it absolutely 
And I had a production deal with the production that was doing it, Pilgrim. And I was, it was with Ross Matthews. And we're there and he's like, oh, and Ross goes, oh, and I'm doing Chloe's cocktails with Chloe. And I go, oh, yeah. I'm like, I'm supposed to be doing that. My people are pitching me. I don't know what's going on. And um, this is after like the, you know, Chelsea and I were in the news for not getting along because I'd, sh- I'd shared what the, my experience was on that podcast. And um, and I go, and he goes, oh, well, of course we want you on that show. He picks up the phone to call whoever. And he's like, okay, I know you booked Ross. I'm here with Heather McDonald. So uh-huh. Okay. Great, great. Yeah, they're going to get you on. Never get on. Okay. And now they're like start really scraping the barrel for guests and watching who they're having. And Is that show still going on? No. Oh. So I finally one day I see Polly Shore is on. Now, I Polly Shore was on my show. I like him, but I don't I would think I would make it on the show before Polly Shore. We're personal friends. Like I'm a girl. Like, I don't know. I just, you know, and I was like, what's going on? Chelsea's booked for a future episode. And they're not going to have you on before that because they're afraid that'll piss her off. And then she, even though she may have never said anything, she probably wouldn't have cared. But that's how these things work. And I was like, okay. And who knows? Who knows if Chloe knew or if she, if I was even on her radar? Like, I'm sure if they would have said Heather's going to be on the show, she would have been great. But I don't think she was like, where's Heather McDonald? I mean, I just think it was like, whatever. And I'm not, we didn't have like a texting relationship where I was like, Chloe, what am I going to be on? I just assumed I would be on. And so then I was like, okay. And then shortly after that, I think Chloe actually, or Mutual, they pulled the plug on it. And, um, and I, and actually, I don't think she ever did the episode. Why do you think, think some of those spin-off it? shows don't work, right? Because like obviously they have massive audiences, all of the Kardashians collectively, Jenners collectively. Yeah. But some of those spin-off shows they don't take off. Is it just like what do you think the reason behind that is? I mean, you know, I think what it is is that you know these people that have these huge followings, it doesn't necessarily, you know, eighty-two million might watch, you know, watch you on Instagram, but that doesn't make them run to the TV and turn it on. It's just like a different medium and i i think that the hollywood's starting to realize that because so many things like literally people i know that are actresses would sign in and they'd be like and what's your instagram and what's your twitter and they're like what about my emmy like really well because they were so convinced like a couple years ago that like that's what's going to get people to watch their cw show and I think it's a really important thing for an actor not to ignore you have to engage with social media and you have to get your following up but then there's certain actors that are like, I'm a real actor and I don't want to expose my whole life on social media. So does that mean like I'm never going to get a part? It's just very weird. And I think they're starting to realize that like not, they don't necessarily cross over. I've noticed it too when I've had people that are supposedly big YouTube stars and then they come on my podcast and I'm like, get ready for this one. And it's like, nobody cares. My audience doesn't know who they are. And then they don't even promote it. Or they promote it and their people don't go, oh my God, Hannah Hart's on Heather McDonald's podcast. I've got to listen to that podcast. I've got to subscribe. Like I didn't notice anything. You also said that a lot of the guests will like promise that they're going to Instagram or yes. promote it and then they don't. Yes. So Which that I that really pissed me off. So that, like, that, I thought it was hilarious when Lauren went on your show and then like your audience was reaching out like, all right, Lauren, no, where's the... Well, where's... I had my Instagram ready for 2 p.m. Yes. And so, because I said I'm Instagram. Right. So it was ready for 2 p.m. And like literally the second the episode went live, your audience was like, where is it? Where is it? And I'm like, 
wait until 2 p.m. That's my highest engagement. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I mean, no, as, and of course, as long as it's done like sometime that day. But now I really do like ask and stuff. And you but I also I also know that like the audience is gonna listen every episode pretty much anyway. Yeah, you have a very so, engaged, the core yeah. audience, yeah. Yeah. And then like, yes, of course some go a little higher if they're like juicier or the people are more popular. But for the most part, like, you know, every show is pretty entertaining. So well, why do you think and how how did you curate this amazing community? Because you really do have a, like it's insane. You have like a tribe. I think I think because I'm really authentic and I think because I'm not a hypocrite and I think because I I don't give a shit I think that helps and you know I like to call out hypocrites there's so many and but you know I also don't want to like diss other people but it's very it's I think it's like I think people are like recognizing that more. Well, I think people know that even if they may disagree or dislike something you say, they know it's not bullshit and it's like actually what you want to say and how yeah. you feel. I think that's what's cool about podcasting. With TV, I know you you like TV, but I always talk to people that have built, you know, massive audiences, which you have. It's like, do you really even need the TV anymore? Because you kind of already have what well, I think I that TV say, would do for you. you know, like I'm working with this production company and I, I hope to, you know, make it a show because I think, I think the Christian thing to do is to let more people know about me. But... <laughs> I did say I won't stop the podcast. Yeah. I will not stop the podcast because the podcast can go on forever. Mm-hmm. And a TV is so fickle. If I don't have the viewers, it's going to be canceled. And like, and I don't want it to ever seem like if I try this and it doesn't work, that it's at all a failure because it's not. You know, but I, it's worth trying. So we'll see what happens. Well, TV is measuring off different metrics. Like you can have a massive podcast and be massively successful. But if TV, like maybe there's a couple million people listening, but if it's not enough to meet their advertising right, metrics, right. then it's like, oh, we got to cancel. I mean, doesn't regardless mean, of how big, yeah. it doesn't mean anything. Yeah, it doesn't mean that you're, un- yeah. you know, unsuccessful or, you know, that it wasn't that it wasn't great. I mean, what I do love is that like my, um, you know, my friend did Insatiable Pilot for CW and then they didn't pick it up. And now net, then Netflix picked it up. And I do love like in this day and age that there is that option too. You know, so in doing something like that, I would hope that, you know, maybe it could keep running itself or whatever. It could be streaming. I don't know. But yeah, it's just nice not to have to be like at the mercy of someone that's, you know, does a focus group or, oh, I've had people tell me that too. I did a pilot and um, they said that the focus group didn't like me. Yeah, but, that, but that's the whole problem is they're looking at the wrong focus group because there's millions right, of people over here. Right, and who's doing a focus group? You know what's like, interesting, though? You know, some of them, like, my aunts have jobs and are educated, and that's not the person that's doing a focus group for $15, no. you know? We have younger sisters, and I always ask them, like, what's going on with the youth, you know, because they're 21, 22, yeah. and I'm like, what are you guys up to? Right? They told us about Snapchat. They told yeah. us on all these new things. And they say they don't even own cable boxes. They just do everything streaming or on the phone or on the computer. Right. And so I think, like, that's all, that's going to age up, right? Like, those people are, right. they're not going to get, I mean, if you have access to Netflix and all these streaming services and an abundance of TV shows. They're like, why pay $200 a month for cable or whatever it is? Right, which is great. And I like that they're like thrifty. Like for me, I will never give up my TV. Like I love my TV. I like to, I like the remote. I have a TV in my backyard. So when I skate Peter with I my dinner, I go and listen. I have like in the, like the covered mm-hmm. patio. I like to watch TV. I mean, I just like, for me, I love it. You know, I also will like watch it on my iPad when I'm on a plane, something, but you know, I like being able to scroll up. I just like the, the pattern of it, but I get it when you weren't raised with it, why you don't care. But we watch regular TV with our kids. We still watch it. I like all the guests that you've had on juicy scoop. 
every single one. Well, who was the juiciest interview that you just like loved? It was a home run. The audience loved it. I don't know if the audience loved it, but I love the one that I just did today. That'll be out tomorrow. Oh, I don't know when this is going to be out. Nicole Eggert. Yeah. Okay. Can't I like getting her because she's told her story on other mediums about her experience um, on Charles in Charge with Scott Baio. But when you have the time that we had, there was a lot more that came out. And, I, and I'm curious to see what the audience feels because some people were not excited that she was coming on. And uh, so I, I kind of like, you know, that it stirs up something. Um, God, my favorite I liked that I Kyle. Liked. You did, yeah, I Kyle, liked Kyle I really liked because she really, you know, and she was so down to earth and like came just like casual with her perfect face and her like long, silky, like horse hair and, you know, and stayed for like two hours. So yeah, she's a nice lady. Yeah. So I really, I really liked that one. I mean, you know, all, anytime I have a comedian on, like one of my friends, I love it. Um, I liked yeah. Chris Jenner's interview. I liked, um, I think everyone should listen to Serial Sister, though. You got, that was like right. that. Uh, and you, you can go back so and listen good. to that, um, or you can join Patreon, and there's like a place where you can go find it and listen. Amazing. And it'll be all put together. Before you go, I want to know this is kind of a different question your yes. top three beauty tips. Oh, well, let's see. Uh, maybe, maybe your eyelash trick. Maybe so, wait, your audience has heard that, so I don't know. Maybe something different. Maybe this I just did an it. eyelash video on my Instagram at Heather McDonald of how I do the individual triples okay. and lay them after I do my mascara. So that's a good one. Um, let's see. I really love a few things that I love. Okay. I, I'm a woman of a certain age, so I like a glowy face. So like I can have a lot of moisture. So I love um, for bronzer, Chanel makes this like tub that you use with a brush and so it won't give you a powdery look it'll give you a creamy glowy look love it and that's not and it's not super expensive um so i love the chanel i love chanel and the under eye concealer of chanel i love that in a little tube that's like 35 dollars something but it's really gonna last long um i love jurgen self tanner i don't get spray tanned i only use jurgen self tanner yeah look at my hand and you you know what i just did recently (sighs) I went to the full-on Korean spa. The best. The best. I, I Which one do you go to? The one in downtown LA? I go in San Diego at Aqua. I just experienced it in Irvine. Which is which one is Irvine? It's called I Spa, like Irvine Spa. They spa. like hit you and beat you and I don't they don't they don't beat you, beat you as much, but it is weird. Like you get on this like autopsy table and it is just like bush out like and they're scrubbing your body, but you will never exfoliate your body like a Korean woman can when you're paying her. Michael's mom goes to them once a week. I don't need to envision my mom on the table. One just opened in Northridge and I'm in Woodland Hills. I think I'll start doing it maybe not once a week but I definitely think like twice a, like twice a month. Like Instead every other. of going outside to watch TV and eat your ch- pulled chicken you should just go to the Korean spa. Well this is what I also thought of doing. If I really hit it big and I'm ever like building a new bathroom do a bathroom that's big enough to put the gurney table in there. That's perfect. Then you don't have to go and see everyone else's bushes. It's so, yeah, it, your own. Yeah. Instead of a cup holder, do a salad holder. Yeah, like I had a friend who's really yes, I had a friend who was really wealthy and she built a whole spa thing with like spa rooms and stuff. And I'm like, no, what she should have done is just did like one big shower, like a couple shower, but that's big enough that you can bring the table in there, and the 
the woman can scrub you. I feel like she would like Peter and John. No, I just go, I go there like once a week. It's just a massage. It's not like a big. Right. It's no, like I know. The, the crappiest like little place. It's okay. a no, hole I, we, in the we wall. We have all those everywhere. It's the best. Yeah. But and these guys know what they're doing. Don't talk to you. Like you can go on your phone and get your work done. We okay, have you ever gone to the those places to get your massage? And then you get somebody and they're only using one hand. No, you have to tell Peter and John doesn't do that. You know what? I can I have a hard time going to like nice hotel spas because I feel like that's it's they, too much of a routine. Yeah, and it's I do this one side. Let me put the like, don't don't pet me with a leaf, thigh. you know, and like they have like yeah. the, the like wiping your like I just I want to get I want to get like in there and get it done. Get it in there. You can cracks. do your emails while you, while you get a foot rub. It's amazing. Yeah, no one talks to you. It's dark. You don't right. know who you're next to. You don't know whose blanket you're on. <laughs> Pillow might have lice, crabs, whatever. It's like you know you don't care. Don't, don't don't sell this up place short. I can't man. believe you wouldn't let me tell everyone about Peter and John. Because, Is listen, Peter and John's an actual place or are those the two guys that you those like? The, those are the two guys. But listen, the re- I'm, I I share everything, but that's like the one thing I'm like, I can't turn around and see somebody. Like, that's my place. You can't fuck that place up. I love it. I just did. Thank you for coming on. Pimp yourself out. Tell us where to find you, your Instagram handle, everything. So everything is at heathermcdonald.net and uh, you can get the podcast there. I do like, you know, a little behind the scenes about each podcast that I just started doing so you can see like what I really thought of the guest or whatever. Um, all my dates are there. I'm going to be in Tempe in September 7th and 8th at the Tempe Improv. I'm going to be in Dallas and Houston in September. So everything is there at heathermcdonald.net and then uh, it's at heathermcdonald on Instagram. I really, I think I give great Instagram. It's funny. It's funny. It's not all curated and beautiful. I'm not looking down at my toes while like, my husband takes a photo. It's just like me like doing stuff. And then uh, we and talked Twitter's one time about your Instagram, McDonald's. and I thought we were gonna work on something on Instagram. You never you never called me back, Heather. You broke well, my heart. Well, we can talk. We're here now. Broke my heart. Um, yeah. So and Twitter is at Heather McDonald, and oh, your Facebook books. is Heather McDonald Comedy. And my books you can still get on audio and regular. It's you'll never blue ball in this town again. It's really good mm-hmm. dating stories about my life in Hollywood in the '90s, and then my inappropriate life. So they're both really fun You'll I enjoy. love her books you guys yeah so if you want to find a guy in San Tropez get my book act like you're reading it god forbid you really read it bookmark go- it dog guys ear it. will just be coming at you <laughs> try it you guys it'll work thanks for coming on thank you wait guys don't go just yet did you know that we have a new podcast site tscpodcast.com it has everything in one place it's all organized you can get some awesome resources all the guest recommendations a lot of book recommendations too and all our sponsors are in one spot okay so you can check it out go to tscpodcast.com let us know what you think and make sure you're following along on instagram it's at tscpodcast Thank you guys so much for listening. We will see you next Tuesday. And remember, there was two episodes last week. So there was a Tuesday and Thursday episode last week. This episode was brought to you by Grove Collaborative. Grove Collaborative offers healthy alternatives to household supplies, and we use it for all of our cleaning supplies. To try Grove Collaborative, go to grove.co slash skinny. Again, that's grove.co, not .com slash skinny for $30 in free supplies, a special gift, and a two-month VIP membership. This episode was also brought to you by Ritual. Ritual is the brand that's reinventing the experience with nine essential nutrients women lack most in their vitamin. If you're ready to invest in your health, do what I did and go to ritual.com slash skinny. 
You guys can keep it by your toothbrush. It's chic. It's Instagrammy. Consider it your lifelong health 401k. Why put anything but clean ingredients backed by real science in your body? Go to ritual.com slash skinny. Ritual contains omega-3s, iron, vitamin E, magnesium, folate, and omega-3 to name a few. Again, that's ritual.com slash skinny.